submission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot. Well, the controversy doesn't really exist here at MutinyRadio.fm and .sf because we are technically a gallery. Mutiny Radio and Gallery. Check out our business license. That's what it says. And galleries are allowed to be open in San Francisco at 20% capacity. And right now we are way under that. So don't you worry. And they're wearing masks. And I'm behind glass. And everything's safe. We've got mic condoms for everybody. And it's a good time here at the happy hour, the happiest of hours of our two-hour comedy, depending on how many comics come. We'll see. Again, we won't have any more than 20% capacity in the building at any time, which, uh, you know, people can wait outside or whatever, but we don't have throngs of people. But thanks for listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. You can always give us a call if you want, 415-550-0511. Say, hey, I'm listening. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do some comedy here with uh, we've got two comics in the house. Like I was telling the radio listening audience, we're an art gallery, so we're allowed to be at twenty percent capacity, uh, and there's much less than that right now. Just just a couple guys hanging out. We can if you want to wait since it's like six o'clock hard, and I started the podcast. We can wait for um, it's our neighbors. We can wait for a quorum. Uh, we can wait for a quorum, meaning four, if you would like, or we can podcast first, or you can just start up. I mean, I just, I feel like it would suck if you did your jokes and then like two other comedians came because then it'd be like, oh no, that just because I'm always on time because the podcast starts at six o'clock, but. Damn, it would suck for them because they're missing out on our great fucking jokes. They're missing out. They are missing yeah. out on your great I mean, I, I, we can wait. I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? You want to wait? Wait? Would you want to wait for a couple seconds to see if some other comics come? Just so we have, yeah. I think that's a wise idea. Okay. I think. That's Do we just want a podcast then? I think for that's a quick wise. Second? Well, we will continue listening to some prints here for a second and figure out what we're doing. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. You might be listening on our iPhone app that's free that was designed by Roel Sudhardson. He's a very funny young man and also very smart and made our app. You can listen on Radio Box. That's the one that I use. It wakes me up every morning at 9-11, so I never forget to make sure that the stream is working here at the station. Or you can listen on our website at mutinyradio.fm. Click that Listen Live button, and it streams live. So check us out. But uh, until then, enjoy some music, and we'll be back with some comedy here at Mutiny Radio.
While we're waiting, we'll listen to some Flat Black Plastic because it's awesome. Keep listening for comedy coming up here on Mutiny Radio. Until then, Flat Black Plastic is one of my favorite shows at the station. It's recorded by Scott Walker every Saturday from noon to 2. He only plays Flat Black Plastic. They are vinyl and full of grooves.
So here's the deal. There's the right amount of chairs inside for the amount of people that are legally allowed to be in the building. And right now we're still at the perfect capacity and everything's fine. Um, but so the San Francisco rules state that galleries are allowed to be open at 20% capacity. And we're a gallery technically. On my, You can look at my business license, Mutiny Radio and Gallery. Um, Enoch, Enos stuff's on the wall right now. And um, uh, also uh, Jenner Davis and... Uh, Joey Mock. Anyway, so we could be aside. Wear masks. There's condoms up at the front. Um, don't forget to donate money to me because I need money to keep this place alive because it's scared. It's scared. It's scared. Um, but there's bags up there and have masks and stuff. You don't have to have a mask on stage because everyone has masks in the audience, so that's fine. Um, but once... So the capacity is 10. So if we have more than 10 people, which isn't right now, but if it does happen, someone has to stand outside and then we have to rotate in or whatever. But that's fine. Everything's fine. I just want to tell everybody, like, the rules because there's, like, we're technically we're legal right now, which is amazing to me and makes me very happy. Also, I don't have my mask on because I'm behind glass. Ha, 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 ha. Look at that. I've been reading all the things. Okay. Uh, so there, there's the filler music. Um, we, we can start it up. And I don't know, I, Hunter obviously wants to go first because he was here first. He was here at like 5.02. And he came in, he was like, where's the list? I was like, it's, it's okay, sweet baby, chill out. It's a nice outfit. He didn't know who Mrs. Roper was, which made me kind of sad. 
I thought that he'd know what Three's company was because John Ritter's heart exploded from cocaine. Put your hands up, put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Hunter Uniac. Yes. Glad this is happening. You guys all know me. I, uh, my dad owns a construction company, which explains why I look like an illegal. That's funny. Fuck you guys. I'll say that. It's weird though, guys. I don't know. Um, what? Yeah, that's why I look like an illegal. I don't know. It's weird though, guys. I, um, you guys ever worked with your father before? I mean, my first job was working with my dad. Let me tell you what it's like. It's like, it's how, this is how it's like to work with your father. You ever been fired and grounded on the same day? You know, like, I lost my uh, allowance, but I gained severance pay. You know, that's nice. That's cool, though. I haven't done shit during COVID. I have. And the most productive thing I've done during all the COVID is I got myself a new couch, which just means I found a better place to rest my depression. You know, it's nice, though. The worst part is I didn't pay for the couch. My best friend broke up with his girlfriend, took all the furniture out of the place. So pretty much like the, the thing that brings me the most joy and happiness in all my life is just taken away and rests upon the shoulders of like the sadness and depression from other people. Yeah. I can't talk right now. You know how weird it is to be? I live by myself. Fuck it. I'm riffing. I live by myself. All right? I do. Hi. I'm riffing. You want to see a meltdown? This is what a meltdown's like. <laughs> I live by myself. You know, like who here lives by themselves? Me, bitch. See how you said bitch right there? Yeah, that's exactly how it fucking feels like, okay? Like, I just stand in front of the mirror and cry. That's all it's like. You know what? How many, Dre, how many times have you called your parents? None? Well, then you're a cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. None? None? Jesus fucking Christ. Where do your parents live? I mean, I know they're dead inside your heart, but where do they live? That's what, exactly what's going to happen right now. You were on your phone the entire time I was trying to do written material, and now that you're actually fucking paying attention, that's why I'm doing this shit. Jesus fucking Christ, shut your mouth. It looks like a disco ball. It's your fucking sparkles right now. Pam's, Pam's kimono looks like... It's a fucking kimono. It looks like if I stabbed a sunset. It looks like if I stabbed a sunset. It does. There's nothing funny about that. That's observant. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Like, this is what, what, what day is it in 2021? Friday? Th thank you. It's actually 8, because I know Attack on Titan comes up on the 9th, and it's not out there. But yeah, this is how shitty my fucking life is going right now. This is exactly how it's going to be. Okay. Yeah, see that silence right there? I don't know what's going on. I, um, what else I want to talk to you guys about? Fuck it. Jack. Mary, fuck, kill. All right. Fuck that. <laughs> Jesus. You guys ever, like, you know how the first person on stage is supposed to bite the bullet? This is not how big that bullet's supposed to fucking be right now. All right. This is horrible. That's okay, though. It's weird. I, um, I actually, actually, I uh, was uh, on the way from lunch the other day, and I, uh, today, actually, and I went to go to lunch for me and my dad, and I, I ran to my aunt. You know, I've been by myself for so long that I actually forgot my fucking aunt's name. You know how crazy that is? And I just did what any white man with privilege would do, and I just stared straight ahead and ignored her <laughs> the entire fucking time. I'm an asshole. That's all right. You know, Pam, this is why I wanted to do it with nobody in the audience. <laughs> so that's why when I bombed, I wouldn't have Jack and Drea just talking shit the entire fucking time. 
Like, I'd rather bomb than have my friends just tell me I'm a worthless piece of shit. Is that what's happening? Okay. That's right. Somebody shout out something. I ran out of material. Am I white? Thank you. Thank you. That is the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Like, I walk around like I have white privilege, but I'm actually half Filipino. Thank you. That's crazy. Half privilege? No, when you're halfway, that's all privilege. All right? That is. That's right. Like, you see Obama walk around? Like, he does not act like he's never, he acts like he has all white privilege. Okay. He does, dude. He does. Fuck Obama. Jack, you're the whitest person in this room. You have jokes about your Republican bone structure. You were the last person to be saying, fuck Obama. What? Exactly. That's exactly what's going on. He's a war criminal. He's a Kenyan war criminal. I'm just reading your blog. I'm just reading your blog, Jack. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to end it there because you guys are judging me and I fucking love it. <laughs> Everybody boo me. Lovely. It do did take a bullet, and that was nice. Uh, the second person who arrived here. I'm glad you're all taking advantage of these socially distanced chairs. Um, so there's eight chairs out there, and there's one in here. So ten people are allowed to be in here. So yay, we have just the right number. I think yay. I think we're under it, but yay. Okay, everybody be safe though, and don't get COVID or whatever. Um, your comedian, next comedian. Uh, he was at a really great show. Uh, last night that was in an undisclosed location but that was an outdoor show and it was super fun and super rad and it was he he, he had he, I, I like his new god jokes a lot i'm digging them this isn't joke workshop i'm being a dick i'm trying to give him compliments before i bring him up everybody kyle morrissey yay yes yeah i talk about yeah. i only talk about the important shit ladies and gentlemen <laughs> um I'm really happy to be out of my apartment right now. I was just reminded today that my walls are very thin. Very, uh, oh man. Um, I, I had to listen to my neighbor have very loud sex. Um, and you know what? I didn't like it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty embarrassing. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who she's dating. This is, this is a woman uh, who we live next to. And the worst part is she's actually like, pretty good looking which i think bothers me the most um but <laughs> but i gotta i i i have to i have to just uh, i don't know let's see i have to just s sit in my apartment uh while this girl very loudly moans an orgasmic pleasure and i gotta just sit there next to my girlfriend who i haven't had sex with in weeks <laughs> and, and just be like yeah this is fine this is normal uh, but deep down, deep, deep down, all I can think is like, if this was like Yemen, I'm pretty sure I would be well within my right to go over there and just cut her head off. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, be like, yeah, sorry, you're making me f you knock on the door. You're making me feel things I don't like and I don't understand. So you got to go. <laughs> um, I, uh, 
I, I, I've been getting out of the apartment more lately. I have uh, some new jobs, I guess. Um, I, I was having a hard time getting jobs even before COVID. Uh, even before the pandemic, getting a job was getting to be uh, tricky. Um, it, it used to be that if you had like a, like a black sounding name, like stereotypically black sounding name, that made it harder for you to get a job. Um, but I think things have changed. I think nowadays, if you have a black sounding name, it might actually make it a little easier. And that's fine. You know, we don't have to pretend like that's not the case. Um, because I've been a, a black trans woman to every job that I've applied to for the last uh, two months. Um, and coincidentally, I've never showed up to an interview. Um, but I, 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 I actually do want to, I, I, I have been lying on my resumes and just picking the blackest sounding names that um, I can think of just to get noticed. And so whenever I apply for a job now, my name is uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> my name is, R I work in entertainment, so my name is Richard Pryor. Uh, <laughs> it's the blackest name I can think of. Um, anyways, you guys think uh, the slaves um, in Egypt, uh, not, no, not, the w not the ones that we had, the Egyptian ones. The ones who built the pyramids. Just want to diffuse that tension. Not black people. Uh, Jews. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think that after they were freed, they put their work experience on their resumes? Um, like, do you think when Moses delivered them to the promised land, the people there were like, "Sorry, we only have unpaid internships." Uh, <laughs> It's actually really impressive. You have 10, 10 years of building pyramids, uh, but we're actually looking for 15 years <laughs> <laughs> of building pyramids. Um, oh, I don't know. We're talking about, I guess we're talking about race tonight. Uh, I, I, let's see. I don't know why Hunter didn't talk about being Irish, because I'm going to now. I'm I'm Irish. Uh, that's a weird thing to applause for. Um, there, <laughs> I I don't know why. I I the reason I say I'm Irish uh, in my sets now is because when they came over here in the 1800s, they they actually faced a lot of racism. You know, we're struggling with racism now, and the Irish faced a lot of racism when they came over here in like the what late 1800s. The reason I mention this is because they actually dealt with it in a really specific way, interesting way. The way that they overcame the, the racism that they faced was by becoming the most racist people that the world had ever seen. You got that? All right, good. I just want to make sure. Just just checking. So I just want to make sure my audience is comfortable and, and you know, not struggling. Uh, I, uh, some, some, of you, some of you know this about me since we're on the topic of being Irish. I uh, actually uh, actually don't drink, um, which uh, if you don't want friends in your 20s, <laughs> don't drink. That's a great, it's, I'm, I'm staring down the barrel in my 30s now. It's like I'm not prepared socially. Um, but uh, but I, I, I just, that, I just had, you know, I, I drank differently than other people. I really, really liked uh, drinking by myself. I didn't, I didn't want to go out. I did not like going out and socializing and drinking. It was just a weird blip in my personality. I love just sitting at home in my smoker's lounge chair with my, with my bathrobe and like a highball of scotch. 
and just pissing myself until 4 a.m. Um, but uh, my friends don't really understand this. They want me to go out with them still, and they get upset by the fact that I won't. But what they don't understand is even if I was still drinking, I wouldn't even go out with them because I, I just I loved isolating. And so they're like, well, if, if you came out with us and we got you hammered, we took you to a bar and got you hammered, what's the first thing you would do? I'm like, well, probably drive home as fast as possible. Uh, and I'd be really polite about it, too. I'd offer everybody else rides. All right. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. Woo. Yeah. Kyle Morrissey. When did he get so edgy? Whoa. Da-da-da-da. Race talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm into all his new Bible jokes, though. I'm like, I, I hear you. I have a Bible background, and I enjoy it as well. Um, cool. Well, Everybody, we're um, sort of reaching capacity. There's the right amount of chairs inside, and wear your masks, and except on stage, and make sure that you have a plastic baggie, and don't forget to put money in that little jar, because uh, I do still pay the rent here, even though it's COVID. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, they suspended rent for everybody. Well, not if you own a business. They were like, fuck your face, good luck. <laughs> Cool. Your next comedian, wow, what a joy and a wonderment she is to the Barrier comedy community. She has been a champion during these COVID times of putting on really socially conscious COVID safe shows in different venues and doing an awesome job at it and being hilarious. Clap your hands together right now for Drea Myers. Yay! Um, you guys remember when we used to lie to suicidal teens and tell them it gets better? <laughs> what a crock of shit that turned out to be, huh? It's never going to get better ever, you guys, ever. Um, this is our life now. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, people need to normalize talking about suicidal thoughts because every time someone commits suicide, they're like, why didn't he reach out? But then when you talk about having suicidal thoughts, everybody freaks out, you know what I mean? So there's no in-between. <laughs> it's zero to hanging yourself, that's it. There's no in-between. Um, I do have suicidal thoughts, you guys. Does anybody else have suicidal thoughts in this room? Hell yeah, hell yeah, Jack Ferguson does. Um, I don't have like serious suicidal thoughts. I have like sarcastic suicidal thoughts. Uh, yeah, like I went to take a bath and my curling iron was plugged in and it was sitting on the side of the tub. So before I went to get in, I went to move it and I was like, oh, I should move this. I wouldn't want to like accidentally get any relief. <laughs> wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't want to end this beautiful life. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? So one thing that makes me suicidal is I have to get a job, you guys. That's just the worst. I haven't worked in over a year, and it's been beautiful and amazing. I love it, um, but now I have to get a job. The hardest part about looking for a job is not wanting one. <laughs> it's probably the most difficult part of that entire process. Um, the second most difficult part for me is the job interviews. Dude, if I ever start acting and they ask me how I learned to act, I'll say job interviews, bro. I'm in character the entire time. 
the whole time, just in character. Because um, I'm too honest, you know? Like, I'll fuck up and say some real shit. They'll be like, what's your greatest weakness? And I'll be like, mm, I don't know. Sometimes I still say the word retarded. <laughs> I'm like, is that okay? They're like, no, Drea. This is a position to tutor autistic children, so... Yeah, I didn't deliver that one right. That was the problem. <laughs> and not that I'm making fun of autistic children. It was just the delivery that was wrong. <laughs> um, yes, when I do work too, uh, I hide my comedy completely from my coworkers. But sometimes I'll almost get like, caught up. Like I used to write my set list on my arm and then I'd forget to wash it off and I'll go to work the next day. And then I'll have to play it off like it's my grocery store list. Uh, yeah, but when I was a new comic, I had really bad jokes, so one time I just said, dick sucking. <laughs> yeah, and I wrote that shit on my arm, and I went to work the next day, and my coworker was like, what's that? I was like, I gotta pick up chicken cutlets after work, don't worry about it. She was like, Dre, I thought you were a vegetarian. I was like, I am, but there's one kind of meat that <laughs> goes in my mouth. And it's chicken, bitch. Mind your business, shit. Mind your goddamn business. Um, yes. Fuck, what was I going to talk about? I was going to talk about my parents. Because he was like, why didn't you call your parents or whatever? I don't talk to my parents, you guys. I do not talk to my parents. Um, I don't talk to really any of my family. But you know what's a trip is like, this is how you know you're really a stand-up comedian is when your family calls you one when they're like bitching you out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I haven't talked to my sister-in-law in like three years and she texted me just like an angry, I don't know if you've ever had like a toxic family where they just text you like an angry string of texts. And she was just like texting me like, yeah, and you don't care about my children, you never come around, your brother, you don't even talk to your brother, you're just out there being a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Bro, I wasn't even mad at the text. I was like, oh, damn, my family just acknowledged I'm a comedian. That's crazy. I was like, holy shit, milestone, bro. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I do love comedy. That's all I want to do with my life. Um, I feel like there's, like, signs when you're a comedian. There's, like, nature versus nurture. Like, were you born to be a comedian, or did someone raise you to be a comedian, right? Uh, but... I think I was born to be one because I've been doing comedian shit since I was real little. Like my mom, uh, or like when I, the first day of kindergarten, I got suspended for mooning the class. Yeah, it's a real story. That shit really happened, which is like, dude, that's crazy. I mean, it's the very first time I ever saw an audience. I literally went up and made an ass out of myself in front of a crowd. Like literally made an ass out of myself. But the only reason I know that is because my mom kept the suspension papers. <laughs> like she kept them in this little box in the, her closet and then she would just bring them down like Drea look what you did you know every time I would get upset her fucking fat ass would just pop up like Hagrid out of Harry Potter like you're a comic Drea <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what else man do I, which way do I want to go um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> like, which way do I want to go with this? Uh, my dad, 
my dad in high school, um, he's like 6'4", and he weighed like 350 pounds. He had like Dan from Roseanne's body, but then he had the head of the bald DEA agent in Breaking Bad. So I don't know if you can imagine that monster. <laughs> and then he drove a bright green Ford Escort that he didn't even fit into. Like he barely fit in that motherfucker. And he would drive it around. So like when he would pick me up from high school, he'd just roll up in this fucking bright green Ford Escort blasting Eminem. Like he loved Eminem. So he'd just pull up in front of my high school, this fat fuck in a green Escort. Like, hi, my name is what? My name is who? And then I would just fucking walk my gothic ass over there and get in. We'd drive off like a couple of clowns. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, I do think comedy is going the way of the circus, you guys. Like, you know, the traveling circus? I think that's where we're headed. It's just going to be like a traveling attraction. Um, like, it's only going to be in certain cities, and the tickets are going to be real expensive, and there's going to be a freak show portion. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. I'd rather be a circus star than a carny. As long as we're not carnies, right? As long as we're a circus and not a carnival, then I'm good. All right, thank you so much. Clap it up for me. Myers, yay! I wasn't gonna let you. I was just gonna let you go as you know as long as you wanted, just because you know you're a queen. No fucking respect. You're uh, you've been holding it down, and it's been amazing. So thank you for providing stages for people during this scary time, and uh, and paying people that all that milk shit. I can't wait till it's opened up again because, damn, like, you know. It's nice, like right now this is really nice. We're all performing in front of each other and we're all comics and that's cool. Uh, except for J.W. Blunt he's and Henry, they're real people. Um, but, and it's nice. Thank you real people for being here. But again, we're, and it's not really open to the public. They were just like grandfathered in because of other reasons. But we are like keeping masks on and being super safe. I just wanna let everybody know if you're listening on the radio, we're technically a gallery. I'm allowed to do this. Look at the San Francisco laws, come on. Okay, I'm excited. Um, I didn't tell you you were up next, Jack, but you were you showed up at the same time, so that's your warning. And I'll say nice things about you. Yay! Do you want to? Is that okay? Okay, cool. Uh, what a what a lovely human being he is. It was nice to see him last night at that undisclosed location show, and um, a couple weeks off hasn't hurt him at all. He's super funny and always has been. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jack Ferguson! Yay! <laughs> Uh, I don't I don't have any cash, but I'll Venmo you, Pam. Thanks. Um, so I don't know if you guys have been uh, like paying attention to the news at all or anything, but uh, <laughs> well, I'll let you know. Um, so the country, the country, the capital was under attack a couple days ago. I didn't. Did you guys see this? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. A bunch of uh, a bunch of rednecks stormed the Capitol and uh, broke in, and they they made it in. They made it all the way in, and I think that is just the funniest thing I've ever. <laughs> I mean, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is the collapse of our society." It's nothing's gonna happen, you know. But <laughs> like, if anything, our society was already collapsed. But. I don't know. I mean, the the funny thing, like, uh, like, yeah, be, like being serious, like our our democracy is under attack. Luckily, uh, you know, after that happened, uh, the American left sprung into to action, uh, 
And all across the country, uh, millions of people posted to their Instagram story and did nothing else. So <laughs> that is, that's the American left for you now. That's what we do. Um, I thought that guy, I was trying to find out, do you guys see the guy who had the horns? And he looks like one of the Narnia characters. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where he got that outfit. Like, Will, you probably know where you can buy stuff like that, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, for sure, man, for sure. <laughs> that was sick. I mean, honestly, that guy definitely, like, not, like, probably didn't know how to do a whole lot of other stuff, but he had style. Uh, I heard he was an improv comedian, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah. My, <laughs> sorry, so moving on. Um, my mom, my mom is wild. Uh, my mom is a crazy human being. I think most comedians have, like, a, a person who kind of, like, made them, uh, like, turn to comedy at some point in their life, like a, 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 a parent or a, a sibling or someone formative in their early years who was, like, made them, marginalized them, essentially. <laughs> and for me, it was my mom. And uh, she's crazy. She is so ridiculously athletic that the way that she w she's run 40 marathons. She's run 40 marathons. She ran an Ironman. Uh, she ran an Ironman after having three kids. And, uh, you know, yeah, she's crazy. And after a certain point, it stops being impressive. And it's just like, what are you running from? You know, <laughs> like, it's her childhood. But, um, she would punish us, as a kid, she would punish us, she would just, uh, instead of like, I don't know if you guys got like spanked, or you got a timeout or something like that. Yeah, you guys got spanked, <laughs> you're like, um, so for sure, uh, whatever, you know, that explains a lot in Will's case, but uh, the, I, for my mom, sh the way she would punish us is she would just tie a rope around us and then start running. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> we'd be like, Mom, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> I would just want to, I'm so tired. I'll stop playing video games, I swear. And, I, you know, it's, I mean, have you ever seen, like, those kids on leashes, like, when you're skiing or if you're just walking around or something? Imagine seeing, like, three of them being dragged by a woman who's just, like, fiercely <laughs> pursuing... She, my mom recently changed her ringtone, her text ringtone, not her phone ringtone, her text ringtone, to the entire song, She's Got Whatever It Is by the Zac Brown Band. So every time she gets a text now, that entire song <laughs> plays. And sometimes she'll get a text in the middle of when that song is playing, and it'll just start over. <laughs> my mom's just dancing in the kitchen. All of us are like, turn that fucking shit off. <laughs> God damn it, Mom. Um, I'm trying to convince my brother to get a gun. Uh, because I think the shit's going to go down. And my family is wealthy. And people keep talking about like eating the rich and stuff like that. I just think we have to be prepared. Uh, but I don't think I should have the gun because I'm not responsible enough for that. I mean, I'm manic depressive. <laughs> There's no world in which me having a gun is a good idea. So I want my brother to have it, but if the shit hits the fan, I'll take over the gun responsibilities. Because in an apocalypse, you want the craziest person to have the gun. Amen. You know? That's what I think. Um, <laughs> all the comedians agree with me on that one. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, 
I've been thinking a lot about uh, the Hyperloop. You guys know, you guys heard about the Hyperloop? That's uh, the the train that Elon Musk wanted to build, uh, that you could go like super fast and stuff like that. Maybe this is a little bit. No yeah, you guys know what I'm talking. I think that they should build the Hyperloop, and I think it should be sponsored by Coors Light, <laughs> and it should be the Silver Bullet Hyperloop train, and sponsored by Coors Light. You guys know that commercial, right? Yeah. I think about with that commercial, there must have been cities that the Coors Light train didn't stop at, you know? Like, people hear, like, the music, like, the get on the love train. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's coming. Hell yeah, it's the Coors Light train. We're all going to get free beer. And it's like, uh, it's just going. They're like, hey, guys, everybody, come over here. It's the Coors Light train. And then it just goes through Cleveland and <laughs> doesn't stop. And people are like, oh, fuck. I mean, it must have, it didn't stop at every city. That's the way trains work, you know? Um, every time. Every time. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys, any of you guys depressed? Yeah. You guys think it's because of COVID? No. No? <laughs> None of you, <laughs> y'all are like, we were always, I'm fucking doing better now, honestly. <laughs> I hope it gets... Every it was my life was chaos before, you know. Now everyone's on my level. Um, I hope it gets worse. Honestly, <laughs> that's what I, th you know, make it worse. All right, I'm Jack. Thanks, guys. Yay, Jack! Wait, Jack, before you go, how old is your mom? Uh, she's uh, 53. Oh, okay, good. Thank God she's older than me. Uh, uh, but I didn't know I didn't know what that song was anyway. So that means that your older mom is hipper than me, which is really sad. <laughs> and that's uh, really sad. That was a lovely set. Everybody clap for Jack Ferguson! Yay! 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 It's a pop. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know pop music. I don't know the pop music. Uh, all right, I have to write. I'm writing down the times uh, that everybody goes so I can mark it on the thing. Sorry, that's lifting the veil. Uh, Shelby, do you want to go next or Jana? Do you want to go next? Do you guys want to mad dog each other? Which girl wants to mad dog each other for the space time? Are you ready? All right, your next comedian. Uh, I've known her from the internet, but I saw her last night and I think she's punny as fuck. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Jana Kelly. Yay! <laughs> Gloves, guys. They're the softest gloves in the world. Okay. Oh, I can, I can take my mask off. Woo! <laughs> All right. It's like amazing. It's like at the um, end of the night when you take off your bra. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, you know, I, I think storming the castle was pretty interesting. <laughs> A couple nights ago. I, I wasn't there. Don't worry. Um, but I did see what was happening. Um <coughs> I think uh, Billy Crystal called it in um, The Princess Bride, you know, he's like, have fun storming the castles. <laughs> um, and, you know, the funny thing about Trump is uh, he has this uh, thing in his head, uh, probably a constant loop. His theme song is, all around the world, statues crumble for me. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. He thinks he's high and mighty. Um, but he's been taken down. There you go. Um, <clears throat> by the people who loved him, I guess. Um, <laughs> so let's see, what, what, do you, uh, <clears throat> what do you call a pirate with a peg leg? <clears throat> Legolas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Oh, I was actually a Lyft driver in 2000, I don't know, 18 something, when the um, PG&E thing happened, where there was like no power in Oakland for the first night. And I was driving and I was like, I, I took this girl in my car and I took her to where she wanted to go and then back to her hotel because she was in a hotel because it was like no power. Um, <clears throat> and she goes, girl, it's 6 o'clock p.m. You got to get home. And so I like took off. And I forgot she was with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we rectified that. Um, let's see. Uh, so my um, <clears throat> favorite job that I've ever had in my 16 years of AutoCAD experience um, was working on a barge. Yeah, I'd come to the comedy shows smelling like ship. <laughs> um, yeah, it's super fun. And... Uh, <clears throat> The, the best uh, thing about AutoCAD is you have a constructive life. <laughs> um, I also do GIS, and uh, my ex was saying that I couldn't leave Pleasanton because GIS is only in Pleasanton. So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I guess there's no other geography in the world. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's the running joke now. <laughs> um, let's see. <clears throat> My ex went to the Navy, um, and uh, he was super excited. I was super happy for him. Um, anyway, long story short, he, he didn't go into the Navy SEALs because he missed the boat. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's funny because, uh, <clears throat> uh, let's see, <laughs> what's funny? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you know uh, Rocky Balboa, he was sitting on the steps of the Philadelphia airport, <clears throat> and you gotta deal with me, I have a very random mind, I go from one topic to the other, <laughs> and he's sitting there with uh, Adrian, he goes, yo Adrian, she goes, yeah, what's the ETMA, and she goes, you mean ETA, ETA? and she goes, no, it's the expected time of my rival. <laughs> I guess that'd be ETMR. Anywho, um, so Polly's sitting there, <clears throat> and he goes, because um, he's the bum, you know, the family, and he goes, <clears throat> well, we better not be rushing here. <laughs> um, let's see. <clears throat> you know Arnold Schwarzenegger used to be the governor? Yeah, I'm that old. I understand that happened. Um, the day he threw in the towel, he uh, decided to, you know, lift this huge tractor tire and uh, he did it in one fell swoop. You know, he's Mr. Universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then he did it again, and they're like, what the heck? Why'd you have to do it twice? And he goes, I just had to officially retire. <laughs> um, let's see. <clears throat> what else do I got? <clears throat> I was on a mic yesterday with Tokyo. That was super cool. Um, it's pretty fun, because you can do like comedy throughout the world now. Um, I've done Honolulu, New York, um, Toronto. <clears throat> it's pretty nice, but you don't have to even fly. Um, Peter Pan style is not really the style anymore. <clears throat> so there was actually this uh, couple that got married. It's, um, let's see, what's her name? The Greek goddess Athena. And uh, her lover was a Latin lover, of course. Um, <clears throat> so they get married and they have a child. And uh, their child is a boy. So they're like, OK, what are we going to name him? Something with the both the ethnicities. How about Pizza Pan? P-I-T-A, Pan. <laughs> oh, 
Anyway, um, so Zeus comes to see the baby, and he gives us him this little blessing present, whatever. And uh, Athena opens it, and it's really bright and slimy. She's like, what the heck is this? And he goes, how else am I going to te uh, teach my grandson how to throw grease lightning? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> and uh, wow. Thor, Thor, the uncle, comes and says, uh, well, I actually didn't come to see the baby. I just tried to get away from my little annoying brother who was adopted. Um, yeah, he always sings with these people in the universe, and he, at least he keeps it low key. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> I'm Jana Kelly. Thank you for uh, being here. Jana Kelly! Hey, I think that you have a future. Okay, so the last time I read a joke book for junior hires, it was like when I was in junior high in 1987. So I feel like there's a market because, like, your jokes were all, and you didn't do the joke you did last night, and I'll do your own joke. Is it a mom joke or a dad joke? I don't know. It's a parent. Like, that's, I mean, I'm doing your joke. It's her joke. I didn't, I'm not stealing your joke. I'm just saying it for you because you didn't say it. But I feel like junior hires need some clean jokes. And you might be the one. Might be the one. Yeah, oh my God. You already have it. She breaks the children's book out of her bag. Your next comedian is not writing jokes for junior hires. <laughs> Unless they're junior high boys that want to know about. I don't know what, I don't. I can only imagine, I don't, okay, I can't even, now I can't think about that anymore. I have a picture of Stephen Curry on my phone when he was 23 and everybody thinks he's a child. I'm not, I can't stop. Okay, Pam, stop that brain thought. Put your hands together for your next comedian. Will Brown, yay! Thank you, uh, Pam. I don't know what that was. My goodness, what, Miss Lady, what's your name? Jenna Kelly. Jenna Kelly, oh my God, you're hilarious. I had no idea what was gonna come out of your mouth from one point to the next, and I love your skirt. And you're like a beautiful ray of sunshine. I just love your presence, thank you so much. I have nothing, I have nothing prepared. I'm so rusty, this is the first time I've been on a microphone and like, well, I did Pam's podcast, but that's fun. <laughs> the same as having to remember things. I can't remember things. That's my biggest challenge as a comedian. I need a script, I need a teleprompter. <gasps> Can we put a teleprompter in here? Okay, I need that. I need that. And Jack, yes, I will hook your mom. Wait, you asked me about, no, 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 you want the bull. <laughs> I'll hook you up with all the redneck uh, accoutrement that you need. Also, I, ha I wanted to tell you Bridgerton. Have you seen Bridgerton on Netflix? I mean, is there anything else Bridgerton, to do? Bridgerton, so good, so good. So good. You, that's the kind of gun your family needs. I mean, it's all about these upper crust people in England, right? You need one of those like one-shot duelist guns. Yeah, yeah, you have to like pack it. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of gun I envision you with. Like one shot, and then you have to repack it and think about it and make sure you really want to shoot something. Um, yes, I do come from a redneck part of the world, West Virginia. And um, so I've been working on, uh, I don't, like I said, I can't remember shit. It's embarrassing. Okay, I'm just gonna do a strip tease for you guys and show you what my career was gonna be since stand-up comedy isn't working out so great. Uh, legit, I was a massage therapist for seven years. And then like right before COVID, right before COVID, I like signed up to this website to give free dad hugs. 
And I'm just going to go with some fucking prop jokes because I can't remember <laughs> shit right now. Um, and so there's this app called Cuddlelist. I'm sure that the app still exists, but I'm sure nobody's using it right now. <laughs> Basically, you just pay for someone to cuddle you. And I mean, how many people really need that right now? Yay! I'm looking at you, Drea. No, I'm kidding, girl. You do need a cuddle. I want it. But that's the thing with COVID. It's like I walked and I wanted to give you a big hug and I was just like, ah, it's just like this awkward, like, what do we do? People need physical contact. And also just plain old eye contact. I mean, that's the fucking reason that I'm here right now. I mean, I need eyes. I need to see people, like, you. okay. And another thing, this, Pam had this guy in the joke workshop. Like, I listened to it actually on the Mutiny app radio stream, I wasn't here. He was talking about how he people thought he had oppositional defiant disorder, OP, what is it, OPD? Or it's uh, oppositional defiance disorder, ODD. ODD, like odd. But he's saying he has OCD, but oppositional compliance, compliance disorder. disorder. I fucking laughed my ass off because oh, I have the same thing. I There's so many things that I do that I really don't fucking want to do, but I do it and I smile and I just fucking do it. <laughs> but I have OPP. I need OPP. You guys know what OPP? Other people's pussy. I need other people's pupils. I need oh. eye contact. I'm addicted to eye contact. I'm looking at you, Jack. Real intense, real intense right now. <laughs> um, you know, among among other mild disabilities, I'm trying to like just make a list of all my dis my. I don't have anything debilitating, but I'm trying to make a list of all my mild disabilities and like add them all up to make a disability claim. <laughs> That's my strategy. Um, so I have I have OPP, I have gay DD. I've talked about that before. When you're distracted by D, like the guy at the gym D, or UPS driver D, or um, God, I wrote something down about this. I added to this joke, I swear, but I just can't remember anything. And it's not from oh, excessive pot use. I've been actually using less pot. Oh, I know what I'll talk about. So the whole body contact, body language thing, um, I've been walking, doing a lot of walking because the gyms are closed. The gay churches have been shut down. It's against, like, that's like, uh, what's, what, which amendment is it that it guarantees me freedom to go to the gym as a gay? It's not fair. First of all, I need the OPP. I need people looking at me, checking me out. I need to be checking other gays out. It's, it's me and Henry, which is blissful and wonderful and romantic, but I still want some OPP. <laughs> Um, but so anyway, just like walking around my neighborhood, walking around the Glen Park Canyon, come and check me out at Glen Park Canyon. We can walk six feet apart. But so anyway, like walking down those trails and stuff, it's like these, these narrow little trails along the canyon rim. And I, I love rimming, so I'm always walking around the rim of the canyon on these skinny little trails. And it's like, you know, you see someone coming at you and, and you have to do the awkward, like, you know, I'm like enjoying nature and there's hawks flying over, it's gorgeous, there's coyotes running around, so into the nature, and then here comes another one, I'm like, fuck, I have to like, fucking, where's my mask? You have to like strap your mask on. And I'm like, no, I have to stop doing that because this is like maybe the only human interaction this person has had like all day. They've been on Zoom all day doing their fucking work at home. And like, this is gonna be the only interaction with me like awkwardly like, Fuck. No. 
we ha and, I, and I'm like, okay, I have to check myself. We have to get this right. And you know, like, okay, so back in Bridgerton days in England, you know, they would like curtsy when you like <laughs> meet somebody, like bow, like tip your hat. Like I'm from the <laughs> Appalachia, from the South. Like that's how I know another Southern person or somebody from the country or somebody from the sticks <laughs> or the creek. Um, you tip your hat, you like, whenever you pass anybody, even if you don't say hello or hi or what's up, you like, like acknowledge them, give them your pupils for a second. Like, and so instead now, this is what we're doing, like, you know? And then if they don't do it back, then you're like pissed. You're, like, you're trying to kill me, motherfucker? So we have to find a, like a fun, polite way to like, like curtsy pull your mask off or something like there's got to be a better way to interact with people that's all i have to say that's my message for today all right thank you guys Yay! Yay! will brown what an amazing set you uh i just let me mark your time down 67 30 you actually did um a solid seven minutes and i loved it i loved every second and i love and I'm going to start curtsying to people, putting my mask up. How about this? If you're not going to be wearing your mask, at least smile at me, right? Like, if you're smoking a cigarette, and that's fine. Like, I smoke cigarettes, and I, so I can't have my mask on, obviously, if I'm smoking a cigarette. Smile at me for feminism. Can you? Can you do it? All right, your next comedian. It's so nice to see you. She's here. I haven't seen her since the lake uh, weeks and weeks ago. Put your hands together, everybody, for Shelby. Yay! <laughs> Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? How are you feeling? I feel weird. I feel a little strange. I know I was just laughing outside because I have an emergency bag of Cheez-Its in my pocket right now because I just started my period, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I want to be ready. So, so let's see what happens. Um, I love that sound. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we're on the radio so nobody can see me, so for the rest of you that uh, can't see my face, pretty evident, I am a white girl. I'm from Orange County, California, so there's two pieces of a perfectly fitted puzzle. Um, there's some white girl shit that I really can't get behind, though. One of them is like yoga classes and yoga breathing. Like, why are you telling me how to breathe? Like, it doesn't, <laughs> the timing of an inhale, exhale really shouldn't matter that much in a yoga class. Like, there are situations, there are situations where how you breathe is really important, like a snorkel or, <laughs> or like when your friends offer you your first line of Coke. That's not a situation where you want to accidentally exhale. That's not good. Not good for your street cred. That's not good for the party. That's when you, that's when you want to be breathing correctly. So I was down in Orange County for Christmas. I did drive south. Um, it was interesting. Like I had to wear makeup for the first time in a while, because you know you want to look good, you want to show everybody that you still have your shit together after high school. <laughs> Definitely just in case, I don't know, in case I run into my ex um, at Target or something like that. You know, I just want to make sure I'm looking good. It's been seven years, he hasn't showed up, but maybe next year. Um, we'll see. No, I actually, I really wanted to wear makeup though, because we were going to see my grandma at a distance, right, to protect her, so, you know, my eyes needed to pop, because her eyes don't see really well. So, so I put on some makeup for grandma, drove down, trying to keep her safe during COVID. Um, honestly though, like I'm not super worried about it. She's really resilient. Like I've only ever seen this woman eat bananas and coffee. She's 86 years old. 
Like, I've never in my 26 years seen her drink a glass of water and she's still around. Like, I don't think COVID's gonna bring her down. <laughs> That's not gonna be what it is. Um, it was really funny though, because she's like, you know, pretty far right. She got on Facebook and then got into like that section of Facebook pretty quickly. So she was telling me and my sister, she was like, well, I'm not gonna get the vaccine because I heard it'll make you infertile. <laughs> You're 86. You already have six kids. <laughs> I think you're good. <laughs> um, you know, it was funny because it's like, I actually didn't know how old my grandma was for the longest time because you know that flattering thing that sometimes you would do with women, with, with like older women, is you wouldn't say how old they actually are. They would be like, oh, we're celebrating Aunt Margie's 40th birthday for the seventh year in a row. So I had no idea my grandma was 86. Like I really found out this year and I'm like, that's a great strategy. Like I wanna be signed into a nursing home and my kids have to put down age 35. <laughs> like I wanna ride that to the very end. Like kids, remember your grandma is 25 years old. And they're like, we are fucking 25. Yes, invite her to your birthday party. She will love it. It was actually so, that's my one grandma, right? My other grandma, I actually didn't get to know her very well. She passed before I really wanted to get, like, before I got to know her. So for my 86-year-old grandma, I want to get to know her, right? Like, I want to know her stories. For my grandma that already passed, like, my sister and I got one story, like, one really delicious contextual story for who she was as a person, right? Like, we knew she was a nurse and she traveled around in, like, World War II or something, but we didn't get details, right? So my sister and I were driving with my grandma, and she starts to tell us, she's like, girls, make sure you're always wearing nice underwear. <laughs> okay, Grandma. Why should we always be wearing nice underwear? And I am so excited. I cannot wait to hear how this story ends because she has nine kids. And I was just like, I wanted the story to end with like, and that's why your Uncle Gene looks like Bob Hope. Like that's, I was so excited <laughs> for the end of this story. And all we got was just like, make sure you're wearing nice underwear in case the ambulance has to come and get you and take your clothes off. And I was just like, no, grandma, please. The ambulance isn't coming yet. Shh, take your pills, you're gonna be fine. Just take your pills, you will be fine. I actually like, I wanted that story to end in a way that would make me feel better about myself because I entered my hoe phase during COVID. <laughs> like the most <laughs> irresponsible time to start dating. I did it. I really did it. I wanted as many risks as possible. Not just STDs. I wanted a respiratory infection. <laughs> so, so I jumped into that, right? And it was really confusing to start dating during COVID because there was a lot going on, right? And I didn't know what I wanted. And I go outside my apartment and people are chanting like, hey, fuck the police. I was like, okay, I guess I might. Like, that's my type. Might end up in a chokehold situation. Maybe I like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One thing I want to say, though, is just like on dating profiles, everyone's putting their love language. If a guy has physical touch as his love language, he's a hoe. <laughs> Period. Stay away from those. Um, <laughs> One other thing, so in COVID, I got really into trash TV. It's like my favorite thing now, and I've started to revisit The Real Housewives. Um, I grew up, obviously, with The Real Housewives of Orange County, but it's time to explore other parts of the country, right? And I was really wondering, like, they don't have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Is that just because they'd be fighting over the same man, their husband? <laughs> I'm Shelby. Thank you guys so much. Lovely.
That was a super hot six. Super hot six. Yeah. Six, six, six. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like Satan quite a bit. Um, your next comedian is living the fucking dream. Holy fuck. Like, I feel like he and I, if we were 14-year-olds, we'd be high-fiving each other on our life choices. Uh, he's the manager of a strip club what? at 25. I know what an... His 14-year-old self is high-fiving him in every fucking dream. Put your hands together right now for Mark Neuer. Yay! <laughs> Bringing his own mic condom or the mask. Mic check, one, two. All right, bye. <laughs> She's done comedy in Honolulu, and I thought this was my big fucking break, you know what I mean? I was like, you have credits? I haven't even crossed the bridge, you know what I mean? No, I feel her, though, because I've had phone sex with girls in England, so I've gotten laid. I got hoes and area codes, you know what I mean? So that's okay. We're doing great. I, uh, you know, I, I live in the in real life, you know, in 2021. So I, I've I've made porn, and uh, you know, it's on all like a few of my ex-girlfriends have me on their their OnlyFans, and I don't get residuals. You know, I don't get residual pay, and that means I'm just peeing in her mouth for charity, and I really. <laughs> I just feel like I'm owed something. Good. I'm glad that went over well. I play pool. Now I don't. I play pool. Now I don't. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All you gotta do is stop doing blow for three days and you realize, just shut the fuck up sometimes. You know what I mean? Just shut the fuck up sometimes. That's no, okay. Why don't you come take a seat? There's only 14 of us in here, so. That's, pa that's, pa that's Pam's favorite number tonight. What's the number prepubescent? That's okay. If we were both 14, Pam would be fucking. Stop playing pretend. Now, I live inside of a strip club, and that made the news of Dr. Dre having an aneurysm hit me even harder. Because I live, like, ha essentially alone inside of a shutdown strip club on Market and 6th in San Francisco, not from around here. If I have an aneurysm, I'm, I'm going to be eaten by rats. I'm going to be eaten by rats and other insects that live inside of a shutdown strip club. <laughs> because nobody is finding me. Nobody is finding me. They will find my flashlight before they find me. <laughs> they will fuck it, forget I existed. Life will continue on. You may realize life, it's like if you die, 
and at that moment in your life, no one particularly gives a flying fuck about you, you're going to be sitting there for a while. <laughs> for a while, you know what I mean? Like, p- people aren't just like, you know, like, what are you going to do? Call me? I'm dead, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I can't answer. It's done. It's already done. I'm laying here. You're going to find me? Probably not. You don't got the keys to the gate. I do. <laughs> I'm fucked. And I know I'm going to fuck myself to death. I know this. I know this. Right when COVID hit, I, uh, I was uh, exiting a relationship. I was, like, living with this chick, and she, like, she had, like, a dildo. And, like, I didn't have a dildo. So we had a dildo, and she didn't know about it. So in order to keep those kinds of secrets, you got to use a condom and practice safely. Or else, you know, as a dude, I don't have a vagina, so it has to go up my asshole. And I don't know if you know this about your asshole, but it's shitty. It's real shitty in there. That's, I feel like that's a, that's a fucking, that's like a, not a conspiracy theory, but that's a dream that I feel like the, the, uh, the LGBTQ, you know, group likes to try to sell to people that shit isn't stored in the anus. Okay. Okay. You tell me after my 4 a.m. jack-in-the-box journey that shit isn't stuffed in my rectum, okay? Because that's where it's lodged. It's stuck. It's stuck there for a long time, years. 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 I don't care how many enemas and douches and nothing. You need a fucking power hose. I bet. I heard your set. I was half turned on. The, so I was out here, and this, like, beautiful chick, she was out there, right? She was walking. Did you, did you guys see that? She was walking. Gorgeous. Uh, short skirt, beautiful. Fake tits, fantastic. Completely fake, probably a horrible human being. I love it. She walks by with her dude, and I'm like, hey, we got a free comedy show. And she looks at me, completely ignores me. And then I came. <laughs> Aggressively in my pants, ejaculated. That's my love language. Call back to the last <laughs> performer. It's my love language. I play pool. I don't play pool anymore. Oh, she's back. God bless. Thank God I was worried. I was convinced. I was convinced I missed my fucking opportunity. Uh, no, I wanna ma- I'm trying to make it big in this industry. I just needed you here. I really needed you here with your trailblazing experience. Oh, God. So good. The time elapsed is six minutes. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> my drug dealer told me that he makes no money off of me. He did. He said this to me, and I was like, well, I don't make any money off of you. So does that mean I win? I don't feel like I've won. You're st- I'm still buying drugs off of you. Maybe you're doing it wrong. Am I not doing it right? I don't know. I have no idea. I'll end on this, because I know you guys are waiting for me to say those words, because that's what every fucking janky-ass comedian says. So I'm going to end on this like you give a fuck. <laughs> What's your biggest fear? Who is this? <laughs> Who? is this can i answer it for you jesus christ i'm gonna throw your phone get away from me what's your biggest fear am i your biggest fear right now sorry what i'm sorry what did you say spiders like spider-man or just spiders oh dope we don't have enough time to unpack your issues but that that's great spiders that's that's pretty that's like weak sauce i feel like i feel like getting stuck upside down on a roller coaster (laughs) trumps all.
You know what I mean? Not like Trump is all. Like, that's not what I'm saying. That just, it, it trumps any other option. Because, like, you're stuck upside on an elevator. An elevator. <laughs> what are you doing upside down on an elevator, Jen Garcia? You know what I mean? What are you doing upside down? Giant are you Spider-Man? Are you Spider-Man? Why are you upside down on an elevator? <laughs> what is going on with you? Upside down on a roller coaster. If, if you're not scared, the people around you are scared enough to make up for it. You, you know what I mean? If you're not screaming, you just look left or right. It's, ah! it's just they're freaking the fuck out. And if you weren't into piss or shit on your face before, you're in for a ride. Because you're upside down, stuck on a roller coaster. So you got piss coming down this way. You got shit. So good. No. Were you the one calling... Were you the one on the phone calling fucking Hunter Uniac? Ladies and gentlemen, make it loud for your amazing host, the one and only, the legend, Pam Benjamin. Mark Neuer, everyone. Mark Neuer. Bringing delight roller coasters and the joys of poop. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. You're living all <laughs> Thanks of our so dreams. Thanks so much, man. Uh, your next comedian, she called in earlier on the JW Mega Egg Show, and you can listen to that as well. Put your hands together right now for Jen Garcia. Yay! I'm protected. <laughs> I'm protected against this coronavirus right now. Who gives a shit, you pussies? <laughs> all depressed. All depressed and suicidal. Fuck you. Oh, Starbucks got my order wrong. I'm gonna kill myself. It's gonna be okay. My best friend, one of my best friends is Mark Neuer, and the, what did I tell you, in the tenderloin is rough. It is rough as fuck, and we gotta give props to this motherfucker for fucking living in the thick. I love him, I love him so much. I do, I do. But here's the thing, one time we got we got to meet the alphabet lady. You remember this baby? Fucking alphabet lady. She was like, hey! 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 <laughs> He's like, B. I'm like, C. I'm like, yeah! He's like, I'm not paying that troll toll. I'm like, okay, okay. Okay, fucker. <laughs> This is real talk. I have no idea right now what I'm going <laughs> to I'm fourth day, no coke. Thank, thank God. Thank God. But I'll tell you, I have nothing else to talk about. Goodbye. No. <laughs> That's all I got. No, fuck that. Hunter Uniac? Is that his name? Uniac? There you go, bud. Fake tits. <laughs> so look, he's got some fake tits stories. I got some fake tits stories. Fuck y'all. Listen. I'm on my edge. Listen. 
<laughs> no, I don't know. But you know what? Women with fake tits always love to show their tits. And third day, yeah, they fucking do. Because it's expensive. They're like, let's show these motherfuckers off. Dang. So third day on the job, my boss fucking shows her fucking tits. No <laughs> lie. No fucking lie. I'm an old ass bitch. Lot, lot has happened to me. Not lots, but lot has happened to me. Third day on the job, my boss is like, oh, let me feel your tits. Look at these fucking tits. <laughs> I'm not even wearing a bra right now, and that's why I look like, um, what, Latina <laughs> fucking ponchoed fucking le lesbian? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, we're feeling good, and I'm blacked out. I love you all. <laughs> Jennifer Louise Garcia. <laughs> you didn't have to dump out. You were killing it. You'll listen to this later and be like, oh, that was, I was, you were like, yay, yay, yay. Don't leave. Um, I'm going to do a, I'm going to, I mean, I, that was, um, and let me write down the times because I am writing down the times. You only did four minutes. You only did four minutes. That was a tight four, though. But it was a tight four. It was a very, very tight four. It was a very tight four. Oh, everybody's, everybody's leaving, though. Don't leave. Uh, Hunter left and stuff. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come around and do some jokes. Yay, me. Yay. It's okay, it's okay. I mean, you could, you could wait for me. Hi, oh, Greek is here. Yeah, absolutely. There's the right, so here's the thing. Technically, Mutiny Radio is allowed to be open for the following reasons. One, we're a radio station and that's deemed essential. Two, we're also on my business license. It's Mutiny Radio and Gallery. And galleries are able to be open right now at 20% capacity. Our capacity is 50, therefore 10 people in here is fine. You're wearing a mask, everyone's wearing masks. I have a little thingy on, yay! We can do jokes, we're allowed to, yay! For whatever, the whole thing is that like, I'm allowed to have 10 people inside and people at the whatevers and whatever. But yay, I read all the rules. I read for the loopholes. I was like, mm, I didn't even get a lawyer to check it because I have two master's degrees. I don't know if anybody, I shouldn't say that all the time. It doesn't, it doesn't help anything. No, I mean, when I was a child, everybody said art was important. And I was like, ooh, I'm a ballerina and I can play piano and it's important. And then you turn 18 and they're like, make money. And I was like, you wanted me to be a ballet. I did ballet for six hours a day for 13 years. I was actually a ballerina for 23 years. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. But 
I, when you're a child, they're like, oh yeah, do this. It's great. Art is great. Awesome. And then you turn 18 and they're like, make money. How are you going to make money? And I was like, oh, I guess I'll be a high school teacher because that's what you do or whatever. And I was. I was a junior high and a high school teacher for four years. I know I shaped no minds because everyone is stupid and I'm super smart. It was No, I actually got out of teaching in 2001 because of No Child Left Behind, which was George W. Bush and his wife's thing to critically call like a critical thought from our entire school system, which is why everyone's an idiot and they're looking at their phones, this is what real life is, where people used to read books and shit. I used to teach like Animal Farm and I was like, yay, you're in junior high and we're reading Animal Farm. And then it was like, you're in high school and you're reading Animal Farm. And I'm like, everyone's dumb. And then they're like, don't even read the book anymore, just take a test. We're making great people. You can choose. What do you like better, you American Democrat? Do you like KFC or Taco Bell? Wait, now they're together. How is that possible? All my choices are one. This is not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about how I went to the dentist yesterday. Does anyone like going to the dentist? Yeah, who likes nitrous? What? I like nitrous. What, what? Here, I learn life lessons every time I go to the dentist. Uh, And this time I learned, uh, number one, I kind of like a man's fingers in my mouth. (laughs) Uh, Number number two, I can keep my mouth open a long time without complaining. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) What else did I learn about the dentist? You know, it's so awkward to ask Dr. Kyle to pull your hair, you know, so you can come when his fingers are in your mouth. Dr. Kyle. I have to call him Dr. Kyle because he's not a real dentist yet. I go to the school because it's cheaper. So I go to the school. So, like, the kid's fingers are in my mouth, and he's, like, 24, and I'm like, yes. And then the teacher comes up, and she's like, I'm Dr. Chang. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, your fingers are in my mouth, too. We're having a good time today. Oh, Dr. Chang was clearly under 40. I don't, I don't wear any makeup, but I do pluck my face before I go to the dentist because they have those binocular vision. Like, they can see all the hair. Ah! Sorry, I'm a Jew. I'm very hairy. I'm also a witch. Witches have moles. I didn't realize, look at the witch and her mole. And then all these things, look at the hairs on my chinny chin chin. I never understood that until now. Like, I'm like, there are so many. I am Billy Gruff. No one reads anymore, so all of my jokes are going. <laughs> Thank you. I know Grimm's fairy tales, right? Oh my God, witches! Billy Goat Gruff, I, and all the trolls under the bridges. I want to fuck the trolls under the bridge. They just kind of sound like comedians. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a stupid riddle you're not gonna understand. <laughs> you want to go across the bridge? Just I'll have sex with you, weird troll boy. All right, I'm off. I'm off kilter. These aren't things I want to talk about. I did want to talk about being a witch, though. I do have my wand on the desk out there. I do. I've lost the plot. I'm a real witch now. I have a wand. I walk around with my backpack. Yes, I create spells. Yeah, you can look at my wand. You can touch my wand. I put my wand on the ground, and my cats play with it, and they give it all their cat powers. Is also she's also a really good singer. But my cats actually literally love my wand and they like play around with it. And I'm like, yeah, give it all your cat powers. This is gonna be great. <laughs> We're gonna do some fucking witchcraft shit. I believe in anything at this point. I I mean, no, seriously, I've lost the entire plot. Yeah, smoke the pots. You smoke the pots. 
Do you want the, the weeds over there? It's fine. I haven't paid for weed in 12 years. That's because I'm a witch. <laughs> Not a sex worker. I'm a witch. <laughs> I get, there's a total difference. I have a huge problem with the way that witches are portrayed in literature. And I've been reading Grimm's Fairy Tales. I have the entire compendium. Um, it's a... I mean, it's from German, so it's, a, it, but in the English. I'm, I would love to understand German so I could actually read it in its thing, because when they say stepmom and when they don't, and it's all very, I'm sorry, this is a TED Talk now. But <laughs> witches, like um, the witch in Hansel and Gretel, I think that she was completely misunderstood. I think she was just like me. She's a baker. She likes to bake. She just, she's baking bread all the time. And she's out in the middle of the forest. She has no friends. She's like trying to feed the birds. The birds are all like, yeah, what's well, great and everything. But it's too much sugar and we don't know what's going on. So she's like trying to get children, starving children in Germany, starving children. She wants to feed them. So she makes this cool house and she's like, come to me, children, it's great. She just might've been misunderstood. She was just a baker and like she maybe didn't want to eat the children. I mean, it's a story. So it's metaphorical, right? So maybe she just wanted to like eat Hansel and Gretel, but like in the Jeff Bezos way that we do now, where she just like keeps them alive and takes their blood and like puts it into her body so she can stay young forever, right? She's just putting child blood into her body. She's keeping them fat. She's like fatten up Hansel, and he puts his little bo he puts a bone out of the cage, and she's like he's so skinny, he's so skinny. Maybe she just wanted to like literally bone Hansel because kid jizz keeps you young forever. Maybe it does, right? Because if kid blood, if Jeff Bezos is taking child blood and putting it into his body, what happens when you put kid jizz into your body? Like if it's on your face, it, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had anyone come in your face, but when it dries, it like actually takes the wrinkles out. It's called a facial for a reason. Like it takes the wrinkles right out. Just kid jizz, like, right? So if, I, if you're like, what, how many 25-year-old men have to jizz in my vag for me to stay young forever? <laughs> I'm a witch! <laughs> I can read. I heard a laugh out there. That's good. I'm sorry. There's a weird break between. I shouldn't leave such a break between that and the punchline, which is <laughs> about <laughs> kid jizz. Henry's like, huh? I'm 25. You're scaring me now. Yay! That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm a witch. Ha 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 ha! I don't scare anybody. Uh, I did my witch joke. I have other witch jokes, but I don't remember them right now. What else did I want to say? I don't want to say anything else. I want to say new things. Because I don't want to, like, you haven't heard all my things, so I feel like I could tell you jokes, but he's heard all my things. And he's heard all my things. You've heard some of my things. We can talk about my my new buddy Creek over here. He doesn't even know his real name is Dawson, but he didn't even know what Dawson's Creek was. So he's like, "Why are you calling me Creek? <laughs> I don't want to wait for my love to be over." <laughs> it's like 90210 plus. It really is Dawson's Creek. It was like in. Whew, I am so old. <laughs> I. I am dressed today. People are like, what are you dressed as? And I am Mrs. Roper, Urban Geisha. I am Mrs. Roper, Urban Geisha. You know who Mrs. Roper is? The children today were like, I don't know who Mrs. Roper is. Who's Mrs. Roper? Three's Company, Three's Company, right? Three's Company was a thing, and Don Knotts' wife, she wore kimonos. They didn't, he didn't know either. It's fine. 
No, you all should know all you cocaine addicts because fucking John Ritter's heart exploded when he was 50 and everyone's like, what did John Ritter's heart explode? Why would that happen? Because he was on Three's Company. Everyone from 78 to 82, any fucking sitcom you saw, everyone was on cocaine. Mork and Mindy. Yeah. Huge cokeheads, right? Three's Company. Absolutely super cokeheads. You can... Facts of life. You can watch any fucking thing. No, that's that's later. That's later. Full House doesn't count. But like these, um, MASH, any of those. Full House was like late 80s, early 90s. No, I'm talking like Three's Company where it was like a guy who pretended to be gay to live with two girls so that he could live in the place and get the cheap rent and they constantly had to snow their downstairs neighbor mr roper and his wife who wore like cool kimonos like they had to constantly be like he's like he's gay but he was like super straight it was do you remember oh my god you, you're too young bosom buddies you know bosom buddies tom hanks and peter scolari motherfucking and he's like i love tom hanks go back to bosom buddies when he was trans trans in like 81 do you not know this? He and Peter Scolari dressed up as women because they wanted to be in this women-only apartment. And the only way they could do that, because they were like down on their luck and they didn't know what to do. And so they dressed up as women and they pretended to be women. The first two seasons were rad. And then they were like, well, we're really guys because they got in like the, the questionably sexual relationships with all the hot ladies that lived in the fucking place. They were like, oh, we don't know what to do with this. And so the first two seasons were great. And then after that, they like got their own place and they were guys and they dressed up as girls sometimes. And it was like, you ruined the whole plot. It was just, they should have learned like Game of Thrones, like ended at season six. You didn't have to have the seventh season. Why did you do that? Why? You could have just ended it and been like, we don't know, George R. R. Martin stopped. And they're like, no, we think we can do it on our own without him. And then it was like a fucking stupid soap opera. And it was dumb and stupid and I hated it. Although I loved it until I hated it. Okay, I'm done talking about TV. I don't actually watch TV. I like read books and shit, so that's weird. I know, right? And I don't even read books. What I learned, um, this is very exciting. No, no, I, I'm excited about this week, and I'm just going to say this, and I'll be done. But potato puffs, I just learned how to make these. It's a pot of shoe, and then you add the potatoes, and then you turn, and then you deep fry them. I can put weed in it. Nobody cares. You're done. <laughs> I've read like 30 recipes this week about potato puffs. <laughs> I'm going to do it without a recipe, just for my head, because I can totally do it. I bought the parchment paper and everything. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I have a deep fryer, you guys. I can. I know, I know, I know. And I'm going to put weed in it. I've made... My biggest triumph, this is for you, Hunter, because you're half Filipino. I made pot lumpia. I put pot in the dough. Um, Sisik. I mean, I can't, the only one I can make myself is pot lumpia because I talked to 13 different Filipino grandmas and I got their recipes and some use turmeric and some don't. Okay, whatever. Doesn't matter, but I put the pot in the dough and then I wrapped up the pork filling and then I deep fried them. And then everyone got high. It was really fun. Okay. <laughs> it is. That's my, yeah. If anyone ever has anything that they have always wanted and they want to have weed, and I, I'll make it for you. I like, I like a challenge. I've made pot noki, I've made 
money. No, I can't, I can't make money. That's illegal. But I could make, it's, I, everything I make is green. Okay. Um, we're, we're, blah, 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 bag of shame. Uh, this is kind of it for the comedy, but if people want to stick around and do podcasting, that's fine too, because we have time from 8 to 10. But thank you all for being here and being awesome. And if you want to throw money into the jar, that's great, because I pay rent every month. Yay! And um, But it's wonderful that you were all here. And again, we're legal to be here. It's an art gallery, and we're still under capacity. So thank you for being here, and have a good night. Yay! Right, kind of exciting. One of our comedians is actually talented, and she plays instruments. <laughs> uh, Gina Kelly, uh, she plays piano. So take it away, darling. Ooh, thank you so much. I don't know. Is this on? Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, all right, all right. Um, so, uh, in honor of Christmas, I have a Christmas song, um, and it's called "Royal and Beloved Son." And here we go.
Spotify, it's a uh, royal, royal and beloved son, and I composed it. It's super fun. Uh, here's one without words. I'll try to do it for you without any practice. So it's new. Here we go. is in honor of um, Pam, the witch. It's called Ominous. Mm -hmm. 
Has a real talent. She actually plays piano. Uh, I'm gonna play the commercial. This has been the end of uh, happy hour, the happiest hour of hours. And um, thank you for listening live. Uh, all you live listeners, you're amazing, and I love you. And I'm gonna play some commercials, and then we'll be back at eight o'clock, or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Life is amorphous. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch San Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento. At and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy. Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida. 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF. 20th in Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, 
we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you looking for local handcraft?